Hello, and welcome to A Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan. My pronouns are he, him. And today I am joined by... Hey there, guys. My name is Tyler. Our pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-aspected street exorcist. Hi, everybody. My name is Christina. I will be playing Elion. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. Uh, they are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and I play Resh Ferris. My pronouns are she, her, as well as Ferris's. She is a wood-aspected dragon-blooded who has a familiar named Zeke, who is a ferret, and she's kind of a performer, petty theft. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded. All right, so you all sit down to eat and uh, are served whatever food that you like. Uh, the Desert Basilisk has a rather uh, robust menu, but whatever food that you like, uh, most likely they can get it here or something similar. I'm going to order a coffee out of spite. Minami just looks at you and just goes, you literally just you literally just heard that fucking conversation. Hey, what, what, if, what you don't? I, I heard you had a lot of it because you couldn't sell none because you're a bad salesman. It, it was... Hey, okay with that. You know, maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe, maybe this will be a study of coffee empire, Manami. Who knows? Sure, I'll go get some coffee. It takes a little bit for uh, for Divine to be served his drink. So with everything, with, uh, with dinner served, uh, people full, and uh, drinks cooling or other things just kind of uh settling kathak akoki uh takes uh takes the lead on uh speaking all right then so thank you all for meeting us at the harbor it was uh a long trip to get get us down here but now that we're here i can finally give you all the message that the matriarch gave me to uh send to the rest of the family with the realm out of the picture for now, uh, and Chiroscuro looking like it might rebel against the realm along with the other satraps, now is the perfect opportunity for us to set up a base of operations for the Tyranata clan within Chiroscuro. And not just a small holding like the like Minami here has uh, helped set up in the uh, in the new city. Uh, we're looking for something a little bit more, something a little bit more stylish, I suppose, would be the better way of putting it. A little bit more respectable. A casino. See, I knew that's why that we kept you around for a reason, Divine. So. There's a couple. Uh, there's a couple ideas that I had in mind for a. Well, I have an idea, and Captain Desert Bloom has an idea of where that we can set up shop. Okay. 
So my idea is to have us actually set up in the heart of the city uh, with what that we're going to be dealing with. Uh, that is specifically, I want us to set up in the undermarket. For uh, Elian and Ricky, who have been in Chiroscuro for quite a while, the undermarket is basically... Uh, so underneath Chiroscuro, there is a almost labyrinthine uh, amount of tunnels and uh, gi- giant staging areas that kind of go all underneath the city. And in here, the uh, the, the people, uh, basically, there is a large, basically, black market underneath the city. Or that the majority of any kind of smuggling operation or illegal trade goods operation basically kind of stems from. Well, the majority of what's done from? Uh, smuggling or any kind of illegal goods operation. Along with anything like, uh, I don't want to say human trafficking because the, uh, the, the, the crime families don't deal in that. They think that that's uh, below them. But like, uh, like pleasure houses are definitely a thing that they deal with down there. So when do we set out to go get one? Well, I've uh, I've got a guy who uh, has a pretty big lot down there who can uh, set us up. We got to go and uh, I can set up a meeting, but he's given me an estimate for the amount uh, that is going to be due to uh, set it up for us. What was the other the other idea? The one Desert Bloom had. Desert Bloom takes a big old drag off of uh, their gigantic pipe and blows out bubblegum smelling smoke. Yes, well, dears, um, I actually had a different idea. I was thinking of maybe setting up in the, like a good couple of, uh, I wanted us to look respectable to the common people. I was thinking maybe the Plaza District. It's got enough, it's in the, it's in the new city, but it's, it's got a lot of the amenities of the old city. Temperature control units, uh, mood lighting. Uh, large, spacious apartments. You, there's even say there's even word that maybe one of them even has a uh, a bubble, an automatic bubble bath. It would give a more respectable appearance to our family. We would be seen as people who are approachable by the common man, as opposed to lurking around with the rest of the criminal riffraff. But we we are the criminal riffraff. They don't need to know that though. The people here respect us. We protect the we we protect those who fall between the cracks of the realm and the guild from a life of poverty and uncertainty. We help out people. And yes, we do make a small profit off of it, but we're mostly here to make sure that the bloody guild doesn't get its hands into things. And you know, to be fair, we are the ones that just told those demon worshipping fuckstick pirates to go fuck off. Yeah, well, that's what they get for not worshipping a better demon. I I assure, I quite assure you, there are no good demons. Right. Well, the Neoma aren't half bad. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming that I dislike all demons. If you want to, as someone who knows a cult and everything, while the demons are creatures of darkness, it's at least like... Uh, like the first circle ones, like the the low ranking demons are commonly by sorcerers actually just used as tools. 
it's a it's a weirdly cheap source of labor or uh, extra help. Uh, it, so long as you know how to properly bind a demon. Now, if you don't know how to do that, things get fucky. Probably still not a huge fan. No, probably still not a huge fan. But again, the, it's it can be a case by case basis. So like. Yeah, a neoma is uh, the the best way that I can explain a neoma since that I mentioned it is that neomas are androgynous. They can be they're basically changelings. Uh, they can be whatever you want them to be. They're they are reproductive demons. You can literally be like, hey, I want a kid and hand them over like hair from you and like your husband or you and your wife or whatever. And they will make you a kid. Weird. But then, you know, then there's other demons like blood apes, which are literally just apes that are bred for war. There is there is a slight problem with that. Oh, yeah? Yes. Well, my, my plan would require us to have to deal with uh, one of the local city gods. Is that so? Grandmother Bright runs the Plaza District. Mm, I don't know about that one, Chief. Oh, have you run afoul of Grandmother before? I've heard the stories. I'm all for fighting guys and kicking ass, but uh, that's a hmm, that's a that's a tight tight rope to walk for sure. So why not get our foothold in the undermarket, and then you know, once we got enough, go legitimate in the plaza, play the long con. Oh, uh. I, I think that you may have misunderstood there, Divine. Uh, how are you at dealing? Have you ever dealt with a god before? Nah, mostly just uh, mostly just people. Everybody's a person. I assure you, Mother Bright probably isn't a person. Uh, no, Grandmother Bright is certainly not a person. She's been here longer than the Tricon. Uh, point of fact, um, so the underground, we could probably, we would need a he kind of looks over to Akoki. We would need a fairly large sum of money to uh, procure that, plus dealing with some uh, extra work that the contact has lined up. A little bit of a favor trade to make sure that uh, the paperwork's filed where the guild can't find it. Ah, so bitch work is what you mean. Getting the, you have to like do all that, the lackey stuff, for free, I just trying to say. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be for free. We wouldn't be getting paid for it, though. That doesn't feel very good. I certainly did not say that you all would not be getting paid for it, but the majority of the the, the funds would... Basically, I would be paying for it. The money, I would be paying for, for it out of my own coffers, but I would need you all to help do some extra work to secure the paperwork side of things and make sure that mm, we can acquire the building yes well while well while that uh, that is the case grandmother bright is a little bit more fickle we, she can't exactly be bought you see uh you there's a few things that i that we could do but essentially we would it would be a i don't want to say there would be a longer game but it would essentially be she can kind of tell us whatever the fuck she wants to tell us, right? More or less, she she has a she has a vetting process, and then we may owe her some favors. And I hear that owing her a favor means that you have to do it. Yeah, 
permanently being somebody's bitch totally sounds way better than doing a little bit of bitch work. Yep. Good times all around. So I guess the question is, is uh, what kind of work are you looking for? Or you say paperwork, but I doubt our skills are uh, focused on actual paperwork down there. We killing somebody, we breaking into their house. If we can help it, I'd prefer that we didn't kill anybody. Maybe scare some of the current tenants off, that kind of thing, but certainly not. Oh, man. Oh, we're getting rid of squatters. Making tenants terrified of their fucking houses is like my primary line of work. You know, we'll we'll, we'll do some some bam-bamboos and suddenly they're fucking... uh, the fucking windows infected with a with a demon spawn or something. They're haunted. They'll they'll buy it every time. That's like my favorite my favorite trick. They always fall for it. Yes, well, I believe that, that could also theoretically work on the grandmother bright thing. You see, one of the other problems is is that she only keeps a certain amount of people are allowed to live within the plaza, and currently she's at about capacity. But there's a an idea or two that I had that we might be able to scare a few current tenants out. Obviously, though, we can't exactly do it on her uh, turf. She tends to know when that you are mucking about. Now, then, uh, unless, of course, that uh, the rest of you had any other ideas, uh, I think that we should probably decide on which course of action, uh, the undermarket or the plaza. Well, you know... Hmm. I imagine that Ricky is kind of like versed in like the underside of the town, sort of kind of. Oh yeah, probably. You you've lived here for a while, so you probably know it pretty well. And probably not so much with the plaza. Uh, the plaza is uh, also a pretty common place to hang out. Uh, it's one of the nicer spots of the new city, so it wouldn't be unheard of that you have uh, passed through there before. What is everyone else thinking? Uh, obviously, Divine wants to go for the shithole. Uh, what was everyone else thinking, though? The plaza does sound a bit uh, difficult dealing with uh, Grandmother Bright. I don't really have a preference, honestly. Well then, uh, dear Elian, uh, do you maybe have a different idea of how we go about this? I've only been focused on the plaza because I figured that's where that uh, the matriarch would like to set up when that she comes to town. It would look good to have a place that's, you know, not covered in, like, squatters and, and bullshit to, to have the show, you know, overachieve and all that. It just depends on the amount of effort that, want, that we want to put into it, honestly, and how good of an impression we potentially want to make. How forward do we want to be versus subversive about it? So how much effort are people willing to put in? I mean, first impressions are pretty important. I'm pretty good at first impressions. Well, well, you you can't. I don't know if you can talk your way out of everything there. You might want to, you know, not have a hovel for a standard base. Might not look good. Yeah, but an underground kingdom would. Mm. Question for the two of you who are from Shiroskiro. Yep. Do either of you guys have points in lore or bureaucracy? I have one in bureaucracy. I don't think I have either. But it's also a water uh, ability, which is why I only have one point in it. Okay. Um, And you have eidetic memory, correct? I do. 
Does that give you that gives you more dice or more successes? One automatic success. Okay, cool. I'm gonna write that down then. Uh, Elian, could you give me when that you have a chance an intelligence plus bureaucracy roll with one automatic success, and the difficulty of that is going to be a three, and then include one success, so six. My intelligence is five. So as that you're thinking about this, as that uh, Desert Bloom questions if you had any other ideas, uh, and everything that like you that you've been talking about with saying uh, we want to make a good first impression. Uh, and all that you seem to recall looking through uh, some paperwork uh, back at your back at your home. Hold on. Give me, give me a moment. I'm, I vaguely remember something in going through some notes. Um, the Tricon's looking to sell something in one of the skyscrapers. Uh, we might be able to get some funds together for that, but it's going to the highest bidder. So I don't know who we'd be, for lack of a better term, competing against for that. Well, so that's not, and that's not the Mother Bright, Grandmother Bright? Correct. That is not uh, dealing with Grandmother Bright. Now we just have to find out who the highest bidder is and then steal from them. And then we'll be the highest bidder. That's how it works, right? I like the way Ricky thinks. I mean, I wasn't going to fiddle with a god, but uh, anything else? That's just, you know, free real estate, literally. It keeps us from having to deal with Grandmother Bright. It keeps us out of the underground. And considering the location, it looks very legit and uh, quite nice. I do like that idea. It sounds like a much better plan. The big thing is going to be finding out who else is interested in the location. Well, we can root around. Shouldn't be too hard to root around, find some information out. All right, then, gang. That sounds like that's the plan that we're going with. We're going to go for, I guess, trying to impress the matriarch as much as possible and setting up a Goistar headquarters right at one of the highest points in the city. Nice way to make a name for ourselves. So. This is going to be me talking to you all as a GM here. Basically, here's your introductory introductory mission to, to the game and getting used to it and kind of figuring out like your characters and everything. Chapter one. Get a headquarters. There you go. Uh, from this moment on, uh, basically, you guys have. Kind of like, I don't want to say like free reign, but like the the city is yours to explore and there will be weird shit around the city uh side missions uh and fun npcs to interact with and and so on your goal is to try and get as much money collected as you can and get information about who's bidding on that uh building uh, on that uh skyscraper story and then try and get it by whatever means necessary. You guys can go about this in whatever way you want, whether that it is uh, accruing the funds through petty theft, taking on jobs throughout the city, uh, helping out the local populace, conning people out of their own money, and figuring out who is trying to buy that thing, and maybe even stealing from them. Or going about it in completely legitimate ways, uh, ingratiating yourself to the Tricon, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The 
choice is really all up to you guys. So we need to earn money and find information. Are we doing this as like a group or are we going to split up? I think it depends on how we want to go about it with separating who's good at what. Um, well, how, are you, how do you guys know when making money? I find people who, you know, owe us money and I get paid for doing that. Oh, okay. I steal it from a dad. You know what? That makes about perfect sense. Uh, Elion's going to look at the captains. What funds do we have available already? Because logistically speaking, we should have something to jump off of if we were already looking to acquire something in the first place. With, uh, if we're not going after the undermarket, then uh, my funds in that won't be as tied up as they used to be. So uh, we're going to get to, we're going to have a little bit of a, a, a nest egg to work off of. That's a place to start. We So I assume we need to acquire funds, more funds. And then we also need to find out who else may be interested in acquiring the story. So depending on how we want to split that up, we could split it up. Or we could just do it together. It just depends on how best it would be done. Well, Zeke and I are pretty good at like getting funds together here and there. Um, and we could... We could probably be a little sneaky when needed to as well. So we we could either we could do either one. Depends on uh, what the two uh, gentlemen over here can do. Who's Zeke? As uh, Elion says that, a little ferret pokes his head out from a uh, Ferris's shirt. Oh, this is Zeke. Uh, I guess you could call him my uh, partner in crime. Nice. Zeke uh, stands up on the on the hand of Ferris and then uh, d- performs a courtier's bow to you all before slinking back up a sleeve. Oh, so fancy. Now, you see... I, I'd like to think he's smarter than uh, most people. That sounds helpful, then. Now, you see, what I do is, you see, so there's like... Well, creatures of darkness and demons and ghosts and stuff all around Trescura, right? People know that. So what you do is, you go up to some fuckstick's house. There's a lot of money. You tell them the house is haunted. You roll up on your cool black fire horse and tell them the house is haunted. And they buy it every time. And I do some song and dance and sprinkle some salt on something, and boom, they pay me money. If I don't, then I make them pay me money. And then I make money. So I make money. So, do you just... Pick a random house, or oh, you know, I, I I take a stroll. I I find something that seems uh profitable. Someone who's you know just rich enough so that they're gullible, but not too rich they'll break my legs when I find out I stole money from them. Balancing act. Right. Okay. Yeah, you'll be surprised what people believe. I told the guy this this temperature control unit was haunted one time. That got me a pretty good pretty good payout. You know, do a, do a little rain dance or something. Sprinkle some salt in a circle around the thing, and people will buy. It. They'll buy it every time. Desert Bloom just kind of chuckles and just kind of goes. <laughs> actually, that's how that we. Uh, that's how that we recruited this one. He actually tried to pull that little little stunt of his on my on me, not realizing that I was a sorcerer. Eh. If you lose one out of every a hundred, that's not too bad. Too bad odds, my friend. I got a pretty good record. Yeah. So, uh, 
who want to break up into teams and handle this or go robbing people? Ah. Because I'm pretty good at information gathering. Well, it seems like you and uh, you and Elliot are pretty good at like the getting the information bit. And uh, for what it sounds like, uh, Ferris is good at, you know, taking stupid people's money, as am I. So maybe we can, like, split into two teams, and we'll also be, like, getting some funds together. Yeah, they can, like, find out the information, and we can reconvene at a later time. Sounds like a plan to me. Okay with y'all? Yeah, sounds fun to me. Okay, yeah. Uh, if there's nothing else that you guys would like to do for the day, I'm going to... Uh... We're going to skip ahead to the next day. Your essence and willpower regenerates. Okay, so uh, we start off with the uh, the smart people team. Elian and Divine have decided to, I guess, start wandering the streets and figuring out what they're going to do uh, and maybe finding some jobs along the way. Uh, what do you guys want to start off doing? I'm trying to think how to best go about seeing who's interested in that particular property. I mean, we could big dick it and just walk up to the con and be like, hey, we're looking to place a bid. Who else is bidding on this? I mean, we could. We didn't ask uh, if we were doing discretion with this or not, really. But uh, that also means just finding a way to walk up to the Tricon, which uh, I assume is easier said than done. It is a lot easier said than done. Um, is there anybody within, um, our knowledge that may know more about maybe somebody who's close to the Tricon that is in our association or anybody who specializes in land and realty, so to speak, within our association that we could kind of talk to and be like, hey, have you heard anything about this? Um, within the, uh, crime family, uh, that is in the city, uh, your contacts are essentially the people who that you have met already. Do either of you have anything in allies, contacts, backing, uh, anything that, uh, basically gives you more people that you know about? I got nothing except for one in contacts, but I don't remember what we decided on for contacts. Okay, then uh, in that case, then uh, on your, I will get a name for them a little bit. That guild member for you uh, can give you information on uh, local guild stuff, and you know that they're not complete scum. Um, So they would be potentially a good point of contact for finding out information on, at least if anyone from the guild is bidding. That is a starting point, so yes. Um. What if I used my uh, elemental concentration trance to figure out, like, I guess, introduce the lore of the person that is the retainer for the Tricon that's handling the auction? Because I'm sure the Tricon's not handling it themselves. Okay, so what exactly are you trying to do with this? Alright, so bureaucracy is a air aspected thing, right? So I would want Is it? It's supposed to be water. Is it? Oh, you know what I think it is water aspected. Yeah, uh we have bureaucracy investigation, larceny, sale, and then like brawl and martial arts is a finicky thing, but Oh, 
Well, then, uh, so Divine would take uh, Elian on, like, a walk through the park or out to the coastline and contemplate uh, bureaucracy while staring at the water and introduce the fact that there is a retainer handling the Tricons, uh, handling the option that is a lot more accessible than the Tricon. Like, this is the guy that you're supposed to go talk to type deal. Are you introducing the fact of, uh, like, like this is a named person or like, uh, like, like essentially, I guess what that I'm asking is like, I guess that you know about this person. Yeah. Like, I don't know the scope of, uh, this charm or how big you want to let it go. But pretty much that there is this, that there's this person because that's what retainers do. They handle the light work and they're, they work out of an office nearby. And I feel like that that's actually a pretty decent idea. And I'm, I'm cool with that existing. I am going to need you to make that, uh, that lore bureaucracy role. Yeah. And I've got, has a single bonus success on it. Uh, this is going to be at a difficulty four. So if you want to pump it up anymore, uh, you know, here, here, you know what the, the, uh, the difficulty is. Yeah. And is there anything else you'd like to use to pump it up, uh, or stunt or anything? Uh, yeah, I'm going to use my careful insight gathering study and add two successes to it. So, and then when I use that because it's an excellency, it doubles the nines. So that'll be three successes. So I've got six dice with doubling nines to roll one success. So time to fail. All right. So that is a total of seven successes. All right. Not bad. Um, so since I set the difficulty at four, obviously this person does exist. And with you having those extra uh, threshold successes on the boat ride over, you actually did a little bit of studying of the old city of Chiroscuro and you actually know maybe not the exact area that this person is who can, who conducts the Tricon's affairs when it comes to uh, selling off uh, land in Chiroscuro, but you do know the, uh, the building that they're in and the general uh, within about 10, uh, within about 10 floors of the building that they're in. Gotcha. So I know that they're on one of these 10 floors. Yes, you know that they're on one of those 10 floors and you know that their title is the, uh, the, the realtor of Spire's Most Divine. I am going to, after uh, contemplating that and remembering that, uh, like a thought bubble pops up over uh, Divine's head and he's going to communicate that with Elyon. Hey, uh, Elyon, you, you know anything about the uh, realtor of Spire's Most Divine? Works in the city somewhere. And uh, this building, like, I know there's somewhere in here. You got anything on that? 
Uh, well, I'm going to ask the outright question. Brendan, would I know anything about that? And uh, while I check through to see if I have anything that might be of interest to help me with that. You wouldn't know closer than what the divine has already figured out. Uh, like off the top of your head. You could certainly make a roll to figure it out, but um, it would be easier with uh, some kind of information in front of you or being in the buildings and you can ask questions to people. Right now, while that you all are walking through the old city and uh, contemplating exactly what that you want to do uh, and how you want to go about it, it's a little tough right now, even with the eidetic memory. Just because you didn't exactly anticipate ever needing this information. Which I realize is the exact opposite of what that eidetic memory is there for. So I guess that that would... If you, ha if you have anything in lore, I would let you roll it. I do not currently. I've just got stuff in like bureaucracy that's like one dot and occult that's like one dot <laughs> or socialize. Uh, when you guys make it to the tower, I'll let you roll some things for that to uh, actually start investigating and figuring out who that you need to talk to. On the way through the new city, as the people are starting to wake up and uh, Yedim-drawn carriages are starting to uh, bar the street from passages as goods are trafficked from one area of the city to another, there is the small patter of footsteps as a child, no less than six or seven, runs up and... Uh, knocks into divine at about the knee oh i have shit for this hold on <laughs> yeah uh awareness to see how much you just tried to pickpocket off on me the the kid hits you or not hits you but they kind of like have you ever seen like a, a small child just kind of like run and like basically fa face plant into something but they're standing up yeah they basically do that at your knee and fall down onto their butt Okay, so he didn't pickpocket me. Well, it wasn't a, like, run into him and, like, do a spin and keep going type of thing. Correct. He gotcha. he ran right at uh, the side of Divine's knee and then basically bounced off and is now sitting on his butt in the middle of the street. Gotcha. In that case, I'm going to kneel down, pick the kid up, and stand him up on his feet. Where are you, uh, where are you running... To or from, bud? You seem to be in a hurry. The the the, the big the, the the man took he he took my he took my Hesiev doll. All right, Divine's gonna pick the kid up and put him on my shoulders. You just point me to the direction of the guy who took it. Actually, could you point me to where he took it from? Oh, man, you're going to see some cool shit, kid. Want to see some magic shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was over here. He said that He said that only big kids get to play with Hesiod dolls. And he takes you to a... He basically points you over to a little uh, uh, alleyway where that you can see there's like a few areas where that like a couple games of marbles might have been being played a little while ago. And then the, the scuffle of uh, basically, like, just, like, it looks like the, uh, the, the game got kicked around. I was, uh, I was playing marbles with my friend, and then 
I, I was I was trying to get I was trying to get the Giles doll from him, and then <laughs> the big kids came. All right. Uh, so can you point to where you said there's evidence, obviously, of something that happened here? Bloodhound's nose technique. Okay. Um, I guess uh, go ahead and roll it, and uh, but wait. Uh, Oh, I, I assume there's more. Obviously, this is going to be a difficulty of three. I'm also throwing an indisputable physical analysis technique. And I'm going to throw uh, four moats into it to give me uh, two automatic successes on an investigation roll. And I get to re-roll sixes. So Elion, after the child kind of points out where it is, Elion's going to kneel down, kind of look at the ground, pick up a couple of things, looking around for any kind of scuffle, any footprints, um, any torn pieces, maybe if there's any foliage around that could have torn some of the fabric off, um, any weird smells, anything that doesn't, that seems kind of out of place, uh, doing the whole, like, uh, montage of, like, might as well have, at this point, like, a magnifying glass going over everything. (laughs) The Sherlock Holmes calculation montage. All right. Uh, I would definitely say that's a two-dot stunt. So uh, two extra dice and an automatic success. Plus two other automatic successes because I'm burning the four moats. All right. So that's three automatic successes. Let's just see what you rolled. Because there is still the chance to botch it in case you get more ones than successes. The case scene roll is a perception and investigation. Okay, so that's a base nine dice plus two more, so 11 dice with three automatic successes. Okay, so that would be, oh, I get double nines, I believe, as well. Yep. So that's five successes plus my three automatic successes, so eight successes. Okay, with uh, with basically five threshold successes, I'm actually going to give you more than what the, you're looking for. Basically, you're not uh, getting these. Uh, you're getting the scent of the toy that was stolen. You can uh, track that down instead of just the person who stole it. Now, how many moats did you just spend? Spent four from my personal and four from my peripheral. Yeah. Okay, wanted to see if you were flaring or not. And then I also spent one willpower for the bloodhound technique. All right. I know how to do a workaround so I don't flare. <laughs> so you uh, get the scent of this toy and uh, basically start following its trail. It's going to lead you closer to the old city and Divine and Elian go on the trail of a lost child's toy. And as it uh, as it, you're doing that, you can hear the child on top of Divine's shoulders just kind of. <gasps> I just want it back. It was it was all the allowance. It was I bought it from all the allowance that Dad gave me over the last year. Uh, what is uh, Ferris and Ricky's plan for uh, getting some money together? All right. So here's what we're gonna do. All right, we're gonna find a street corner and go down one side of it. Just down the street, and just take like a walk, nice little stroll, kind of look see, case to join out a little bit, yeah. And then we can circle okay. back around and find a find a target or a location, and I'll get to work on that. Or maybe if you want to, just you 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 like to you like to take people's nice things, right? 
it's definitely something I do enjoy doing. Yeah, so either you can help me try to drip somebody off, or you can go and work on getting the money out of people's pockets, or you can help me try to rip somebody's money off. I'm not sure if you're more of a together, if you work better as a team or by yourself. You know, I can do either or. Well, Zeke and I always work together on things, and I, I am curious to see uh how your whole shtick works. It's quite the production. Well, anyway, let's go uh, have a nice stroll. It's not too hot out yet, so... And I guess we'll go and find an appropriate street that I'm sure I can know the, like, the basis of a street that could find a potential target and just case it out. Okay, so here's the question for you. Do you want to case out part of the old city, part of the undermarket, part of the uh, new city, or uh, maybe like the harbor or something? All, all of them have potential, but like kind of... I, I want something that's like nice, but not too nice, you know, like like not like a fast food restaurant nice or like bad, but like... A little bit, like, not like a not like a fine dining establishment level nice, but, like, more than a subway. Like, it, it, like it doesn't have a drive-thru. You know what I mean? I'm looking, if, if we're using the restaurant analogy, I want a place that, like, it is, like, I don't have to wear a button-up shirt to get in, but it doesn't have a drive-thru. Like, it's not that shitty. I want, like, a middle-of-the-road, maybe kind of, like, kind of nice, but not too nice, you know? Okay, yeah, I get you. Like, the suburbs? Yeah, 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 that's a good way to put it. Like, not like the Hamptons, but, like, the suburbs. Like, there's probably, like, like if it was a house, there'd be, like, a soccer mom Tahoe in the, in the, in the driveway, you know? You go close to the old city wall near where that all the towers and everything are, but not close enough that, like, the guards on the wall can see you. You're fairly far away from where the, the uh, where the your own neighborhood is, so, like, people, like, kind of... You're kind of going across the, uh, I guess the the northeast part of part of town, kind of closer to the water. Yeah. So as you're going up there, you know you can you can see that this is uh, th- there's a couple more uh, storied buildings here um, than over in your your part of town, um, and they're looking kind of nice. There's a few that have uh, a little bit of uh, extra glass on them, or might have some some kind of some kind of sorceress working maybe that a thaumaturge might have put up to uh, maybe keep things a little bit cool in the uh, in the desert heat. Right. It's nice, but it's not temperature control. Nice. Um, and as you guys are going towards this part of town, you can see that there is a large crowd gathering in the road in front of you that is kind of blocking off uh that is blocking off part of the road to get to where that you wanted to run your grift. Can I block the path of my colossal horse? I mean, technically no, but if you wanted to ride your horse through them, it might cause a scene. That's fair. Hey, Brendan. Yes. Uh, can I send Zeke up ahead to figure out what's going on? And since he can speak to me, he can come back and tell me what's going on up there. Yeah, sure. Familiars for the win. So I'm gonna non uh no shame, just reach into my shirt and pull out this ferret and uh kind of hold him up in my hands 
for those of you who uh, didn't know, Zeke uh, is going to have a personality very similar to Pabu from Legend of Korra. Yes. Uh, but he, uh, I'm going to hold him up in my hands and just kind of look at him. And I'll just be like, all right, Zeke, you know what to do. And I'm going to set him on the ground and let him do his thing. Zeke scampers forward through the crowd, uh, moving through people, and uh, comes across a scene, takes it in for a little bit, and then comes scampering back to you. Uh, in his hands, he is carrying about uh, the equivalent of $3 worth of guild script that he has also uh, scrambled from uh, from people's pockets. Well, well, shit. That's a nifty little trick. I will uh, just take the guild script. Uh, currency that he brought back and uh like just put him in my pocket like like it's no big deal and then all right zeke what you see zeke begins making uh ferret noises at you just little like ricky watches you stare intently at this ferret making tiny little chittering noises at you and you understand zeke perfectly as anyone with a familiar would be able to communicate with their uh, animal. And basically, Zeke tells you that there's some kind of concert going on up front, or a concert is being set up. I'm going to kind of peek up at the crowd, back to Zeke, and then look over at Ricky. So apparently there's some kind of uh, entertainment venue going on up here. Huh. Well, hey, maybe there's money to be made. Let's check it out, I guess. So, uh, let's see. I guess you guys would um, go check it out. Would you just leave Lucille here, or would you kind of slowly push through the, the crowd on, on the horse? Lucille can probably take care of herself. So, yeah, I'll, I'll leave her there. And uh, have a big good, but we'll be right back. Horse begins to block traffic. Uh, she's a good horse. As that you guys start uh, going through the crowd, you all hear from the side of from from one of the alleys, from one of the dark alleys. You both hear a uh, a psst, hey, you two over here. I need your help. Eh. I'll I'll look over in the direction of the alley. Same. There's a small group of young people in. Uh, what can only be described as gaudy dresses. Almost like way too flashy, but they're somehow managing to blend in. One of them who looks like that they have a basically a. Uh, b- the best way I can the best way that I can describe it is they look like they have a fucking pompadour. Uh, is like motioning you over to them. I guess I walk over there slowly. I will follow behind. Hey, what's the. Uh... What's going on there, fellas? Uh, hi. Good, good day to you, sirs. Um, I was wondering if maybe we could ask you two for some help. Uh, what kind on, of help? Depends on the help and on the, uh, you know, circumstances. Well, you see, we're supposed to start playing in about 20 minutes. A slight problem. Yeah. Could you teach us how to be tough?
Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. And before we still talk shit about it, because Cody hates coffee. I mean... <laughs> I'm just gonna let it sit there and get cold. It's so fucking rude. Now is the perfect opportunity for us to set up a foothold for the Tyranata Tyre clan. Wow, it is fucking weird to actually say that instead of just read it out loud. Or instead of just reading it. Air conditioning... Or I'm sorry, not air conditioning. He does not say air conditioning. So I'm out of character question. So let me guess the the cloud that uh, Captain Desert Bloom Blossom Blossom, right? Bloom Blossom. Desert Bloom. Desert Bloom. I have it written down. I just said it wrong. Uh, was that the the serious cloud or like the cloud skiff? The, yeah, that cloud? yeah, that was the cloud skiff. That's what I figured. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, pull up some stuff to make sure that I could uh, ha- have some side quests ready to go. You know, Tyler, with our powers combined, we could totally trick a bunch of people into believing their houses are haunted. Right. So I picked up a uh, merit called Chameleon. Uh, the character can change the color and pattern of her skin to match her surroundings. She adds a die to stealth rolls and to survival rolls to hunt for game. If she's not wearing any clothes, she adds two dice. Oh. That do be a pretty good con. There you go, Brennan. That was your uh, background noise to take from Tyler. Was that little clip right there? All right. What? Press the button down, but didn't do anything, so it was just like... Oh, I said, oh, that does sound like a pretty good con. That could work very well. Yeah, and uh, my ferret also has some stealthy shit as well. My uh, my take is like, I'm very much going off of like the uh, you, you fake it till you make it type thing. So I'm like a guy in like tons of bright like monastery robes who rides a gigantic flaming horse and has a has a, like a shaman staff. I look like a guy who'd who'd like cure your house of evil, even though there's no evil there. It's like the shock value. Gotcha. Well I also have a high uh high performance. Like I have max points in performance and I have a couple of performance charms as well that can help me like distract or convince people. Ah, okay. Okay. So we're going to start off with team investigation. So after do that real quick, because it's ten oh seven. What was that? Uh, you cut off a little bit. Do you want to offload real quick since it's ten oh eight now? Yeah, may as well, and then I'll get uh like a half an hour from each of you before we uh stop, or like twenty minutes or whatever. We'll basically start up some quests. Sounds good to me. Yep. Tyler and Britt rob people while Christina and Cody get real jobs. Hey, man. As long as the money's real, the job is real. Literally, Elion gets a document, find this person, they owe us money, get the money, or whatever. 
go out, track the person down. Dude, you owe us money. I'm not paying. That sucks to be you. <laughs> we just go find the uh, people that are bidding against us. I, uh, you socialize to uncover their intimacies, and then you find their families. Because we're the good guys. I mean, I've got my uh, one-dot retainer. I don't think that really counts, but... It could be helpful. Um, uh, did you ever give him, uh, or, or I'm sorry, give them a name? Nope. Okay, so then that will be on me. Um, uh, since we didn't actually flesh any of that out, I'm going to say no for the moment with them. That works. Use that to introduce the Lord that there is a... One second, one second. Yeah. Brit, I can hear you chewing. Ha! My bad. How dare you eat food? I forgot that when I switched it over, it didn't change it automatically to push to talk. You're you're fine. I just I was like, what am I hearing? And then I saw you light up and I'm like, oh, I got I gotta stop Cody's description real quick. Yeah, I, I, I kinda realized what I was saying and then I went, wait, no, let's actually have people roll for this. Oh no, it it it's fine. Bloodhound's nose technique. Page one ninety-nine. Oh boy, that doesn't sound super like familiar. And with that, we're going to cut you guys the scene there for, for the week. So then I can get to team con and steal things. Yeah. We're gonna do so much crime. <laughs> Dude, how sneaky is your horse? Oh, not at all, but he's very fast. She. Oh, she's very fast. You definitely named that horse Lucille, and I, I will... did. You're right. Lucille can be a dude horse's name. It is not, though. It is certainly a lady horse. <laughs> There's a real easy way to tell, and with that horse being as big as it is, you could easily tell. Give it a lick, see if it tastes like raisins. Um... Exactly. Yeah. No. I've never been to a subway with a drive-thru. No, no, no. There's at least three police cars in that neighborhood. Right, right. Like, someone could go jogging in the neighborhood without being worried about being mugged. But oh, also... Man, sounds like Bristow. 